Into the Apex is brought to you by our sponsors, Bad Weather Brewing Company, out of St. Paul, Minnesota, with craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA. On tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. This episode is also brought to you by our racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know what their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes. Giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Rascal Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. Where the world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And it's Into the Apex, episode 18, and this is it. The Daytona 24 on iRacing is happening this weekend. This is the right up next to it pre-show. Uh, Tyler, Rob, Bradley, and Bruce Perry, our endurance director, with us yet again. And uh, this this is it. It's go time. It's, uh, it's time to be ready, have your teams ready. I mean, surprisingly, you see people out there that are still... Uh, trying to find a team or a partner to race with. It's a little late in the game for that, but you still see it. Uh, for those of us here and, and those of you out there that have been trying to get ready and get those last-minute uh, preps in and feel comfortable with your setup, with the track, with whatever car you're driving, a lot of us have been doing the IMSA race this week uh, at Daytona with the, all the official cars. And uh, Bradley, you were with me uh, a couple races this week. Uh, Bruce, I know you've done some as well. Uh, Bradley, what were your thoughts doing some IMSA racing this week at Daytona? Um, I mean, it was uh, what you would expect out of an official league race or official session race. Um, and 75 minutes was, well, I won't say brutally long because of what we have coming up. But uh, uh, it was good for me. I know you had some troubles. Uh, the, I actually only ran one with you, and then we did an open practice. Um, yeah. But the one I ran, uh, we tried our new kind of the new setup we settled on for our team into the apex team. And, uh, I would have finished second place. I was a little salty, uh, the night of the race. Cause I was, I mean, it, the setup we had was competitive, um, up to second place. Uh, I checked afterwards with the lap times and the everyone's fastest laps and averages. And we were right up there. Uh, the only one faster than us or further out of reach than us was the winner. But unfortunately I ran out of gas coming on to, the NASCAR portion of the track on the final lap, just because I didn't calculate the fuel when I went in for my last stop. Um, so you're not the race engineer for the team. No, no, certainly not. And it shouldn't be an issue. I was thinking about it, and uh, the only time we're going to have to worry about fuel calculations at the very end, because otherwise we're filling it yeah. up every time. So yeah, that, so. yeah. but the setup was wonderful, um, as you figured out, too. I know we've been practicing with it. 
Um, so my experience was good. I had no off tracks, no spins, no contact with anybody. So I, I had a good experience with it. Uh, a lot of practice kind of weaving through the classes, but um, it's pretty good for me. I wouldn't call it a shit show. Until, you until, were the the only, until the end. You were the only one then. I'm going to say, uh, I will add this. I know last week's episode, we uh, celebrated my victory in the Euro Sprint Series. And after our recording of last week's episode, I won a second Euro Sprint Series race at Daytona. And uh, Bruce, we're not going to discuss which split it may, have, uh, may or may not have been. No, W's uh, I will just say it was not number one. And uh, it was still a dominating performance. <laughs> but in IMSA this week, I was 0 for 3. I tried three starts uh, to get uh, a little more warmed up. And uh, I did not finish any of those three. And anybody that follows Mad Sim Racing on Twitter will see a picture of an upside down into the Apex LMP2 like a turtle on its back uh, in turn one of Daytona. And that was turn one, lap one last night. I didn't get so much as a fraction of a lap in last night. Uh, before that first turn, first lap carnage uh, with the LMP2 class and then with the other classes kind of storming in. And uh, kind of the accordion effect a little bit as I looked back on it. Um, so that was my experience. Not very good. Now, the first two out of the three where I wrecked and didn't finish, uh, that was me being impatient. And that's just the fact of it. And uh, getting into that short, more sprint-like race mode and trying to overtake and make things happen and just getting ahead of myself uh, and running off track or whatever. And that's, that's a lesson learned for all of us going into the 24 is it's, it's definitely a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, Bruce, you had some interesting times this weekend, Emza, I think. What'd you have out there? Uh, some of the races were good. Some of them not so good. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. And, and, and there's a lot of craziness out there. And, uh, yeah. you know, you talk about getting, getting in that, uh, for 75 minute race anyway, you know, that sprint mode, right. You know, it's a quick race. Unfortunately, I think I was in the endurance mode. I was really trying to concentrate on that and, um, you know, qualified well, started up front and then ended up fading towards the back a little bit. But, uh, you know, that, that pace helped me, um, as the race went on, as everyone started wrecking and crashing out, I just kind of moved up the ladder a little bit, you know, and it was nice, but, yeah, like I say, you know, typical um, official session and uh, a lot of craziness. It's just no patience, no um, – I shouldn't say no, but a lot of impatient drivers, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to bode well for the 24. That makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. I mean, I learned some valuable lessons. I mean, not that I didn't realize how to – I've driven the LMP2 with multi-class and the slower class. I've been the slower car. I've been the LMP2. Uh, but I still just find myself getting into that uh, very fierce, just competitive mode to where if I'm on the tail of an LMP2 or another one for position, uh, I definitely find myself doing dumb things with the, with the slower classes. Uh, I try not to. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I can get that. I can do it. I can fit that car in there. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And you get the, as we've mentioned before, the counter angry headlight flash or uh, even the uh, the wanker on the team chat or on the all teams. Uh, you get, you'll get some some shade thrown your way. Um, so it's just a, you got to calm down, I guess. And I, that's me included. All of us do. I and mean, people get heated on there. Uh, Rob, did you do any IMSA this week or did you just do closed session? Yeah, I was just doing the, the official uh, 
practice sessions just trying to find the most jam-packed one and and rip her out and yeah i have a feeling that's going to definitely be a battle of attrition because even like i said Mm -hmm. the day before we're less than 12 hours away i was probably in a session less than two hours ago and people were still into the walls and spending out everywhere so yeah i noticed that a lot and and we've kind of the running line has been at least with our team, but I, I see it elsewhere in iRacing is that the, this version of the LMP two is a bit of a tank and uh, kind of can just shove those GTs out of the way and, and they'll be damaged fatally pretty easily, but the LMP twos kind of can take it. Um, but I, an issue I had driving the LMP two all week, uh, one of the races that I had to retire from or that I chose to retire from, uh, I, I overcooked it. Uh, going from the infield onto NASCAR uh, one and two there, uh, merging back on and and ran wide into that tire wall. And the LMP2 will get stuck in those tire walls. You can't reverse out. You have to tow oh, pretty boy. much. Yeah, that, that happened to me twice. That's terrible. That uh, that happened to us at Le Mans, actually. That was what yes. effectively ended our, our run at Le Mans. Yeah, but, but that, uh, particularly that sector, there are actually two, the West Horseshoe, uh, where it's really easy, Bradley. You even said last night that that's the most treacherous part to you. Yeah, to me, yeah, it's that's easy to go hard. too deep. Yeah, and, and if you run into that grass, you're sliding into the tire wall. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen LMPs on top of that fire uh, on that tire wall uh, end up just on top of it stuck, or you could just get the front end planted in there and not be able to reverse. Yeah. And then the next the next corner merging back onto the NASCAR corners. If you if you run wide or get shoved over to the right. You could also get stuck in a tire, yeah. and then that's a tow. That's that's all that stuff you got to wait for. Yeah, well, see the turn going back on the NASCAR uh, part of the track. That one is a little easier for me because with LMP, um, and maybe it's just my equipment and and what you have, but I can feel so much more when the car wants to slide out, so I can catch it. And I found with the setup we've been running, it's not been this slick there, especially if you're running out in a certain gear. But uh, uh, to me, the most dangerous part, like you said, is the West Horseshoe going into that. Because uh, it's so easy to miss that breaking point, and like you said, once you're off, there's nowhere to to really get the car stopped. The other one is going into uh, the road part. Obviously, you're coming in off of the high speed part of the oval track, and that breaking point, you always want to push it deeper and deeper and deeper because it feels you feel more comfortable and confident. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And you know, I think we all know the treacherous bump over there, where if you want run too wide onto the grass, you end up basically taking off and gaining air. Had that happen a few times, and that'll do some damage. Yeah, e- even turn one though is a little bit of generous runoff. I mean, you oh see, yeah, that's true. You get a lot of overtaking opportunities by by forcing people to to break late and then kind of run wide there, and you can kind of sn- yeah. sneak in by them. Uh, but there's also not a lot of escape, especially if you're on the inside. You got that pit exit wall, uh, and that's what happened last night to me was uh, accordion effect, nowhere to go. I can't slow down quick enough i run into somebody and then two cars run into me they flip me over that's what i had happen um bruce rob have you guys seen any other particular trends that are kind of yeah making you nervous a little bit was uh something we learned this week um that turn five um there seems to be two lines for the gts um going in there some once they go through the kink dog leg however you want to call it i always call it the kink once you go through there Years past, typically everyone would just uh, kind of uh, get through the kink and then go to the left to make a wide entrance into turn five, and it was always a good place in the 
C7 back then to get underneath them going into five. Interestingly, this year, it seems that there's two choices for those cars, the GTs. They basically will stay left or, or right. Um, they, they take both lines now. Now, I thought somebody was blocking me earlier in the week. I'm like, why are you blocking me? You know, this passing zone here. It turns out he wasn't. You know, it that was the line. And I started realizing more and more guys are doing that. And, um, you know, one of one of our team members actually was leading uh, – in BMW, um, and he took that line, and LMP took him out because he thought, you know, that was going to be an open lane getting into five there, and uh, so it's not anymore. So that's that's going to be interesting because you know you got to break some old habits, and now I don't know what to do when I get there. I guess after a while, you sort of learn the driver's line, yeah. right? You'll see these guys for twenty four hours. Um, right. You may not see them. You know, all the time, different drivers in the same car may take different lines. So, uh, you know, so I learned, learned a little bit there. It's that that's going to be very, very different this year. Um, otherwise, to me, it seemed like everything was kind of about uh, status quo. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, myself, and, and this will be my first Daytona 24. Uh, in fact, it'll be me, Bradley, and Rob's first Daytona, Daytona 24. Um, I had a lot of problems with the bus stop. Uh, I kind of had that sense of, oh man, like that sense of dread when I'm racing for position or, or really catching somebody through the bus stop. I'm, I've gotten with practice over our, our preparations. Uh, I feel like I've got my speed down in the bus stop if I hit it right, but I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. And I can tend to get those cut through penalties really easily still. Um, but having a coming up on a GTE and trying to feel like, can I? go low and pass them or if i is it going to be too late by the time i get to them and then my line's going to be all messed up and i'm going to get a penalty or run through the grass or whatever and and it's like pick what what poison you want do you just hang out behind them really slow until they get through and lose time or do you risk wrecking both of you or getting the cut through because your line's all out of shape Uh, really had some frustrating times in the bus stop this week for me well what's interesting there if you don't want to follow in or something, you know, you miss your breaking point, whatever. And you go straight through the bus stop. It's there. Someone was telling me it's like a three second penalty now. Yeah, it's brutal. Oof. I, uh, had a lot of, I will, I will sometimes, you know, I've gotten better at using the curbs and kind of riding the curbs and trying to get the most out of the apex. Uh, but I'll sometimes if I, I get too overzealous and I'll cut that last one on exit through the grass a little bit and get that, two plus second penalty and that's just brutal it, it just it kills the whole thing yeah well it's better a penalty than being wrecked and towing into the pits so yeah that that happened to me that's how i lost one of the three this week was uh, uh i didn't catch an L- a gt in front of an lmp2 competitor and i ran right into the back of the lmp2 and took us both out it was ultimately my fault so another lesson i've learned this week i'm sure we've all learned what our limits are and what to be careful for. I think I can sum it up for all four of us in that. uh, I hope that everybody in each of our respective splits is as careful as we hope to be. Uh, And I hope for, for myself and for all of them that we don't get caught up in race mode in hours one through 12, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I know it in my, it's a weakness I have in iRacing for endurance racing is I can easily get caught up in race mode when I'm, 
chasing somebody down. And that's 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 why we love racing. That's what we're there for. But it's not the best strategy, is it? Not in a 24-hour race, that's for sure. Yeah. That's why I like doing the meaty middle hours because I'm just kind of guy who can get in there and just turn my same laps over and over and just kind of daze out. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm with you on that. I'm, you don't want to be the guy that starts because everyone's riding on you to, uh, to not, to, you know, that's the most dangerous time to be in the car. So you want your, your most trusted, confidence inspiring person in there. And you don't want to finish the race because that's when everyone's kicking it into gear being right there in the middle is uh, just right. Yeah, exactly. I don't like sitting around waiting too much either. So you guys remember Lamar first ever 24 race, at least I sure do. I was the lead uh, starter. And do you remember when I got loose and kind of half spun through Eau Rouge? I don't know if you remember. Uh, I, that I don't, I still I have remember. the replay saved. I think I remember it so clearly because in that, in that split second, I thought I was going to be that guy in our very first 24 hour race. But thankfully, I got on the brakes, and it was not even a one X; it was a half spin, and uh, that was obviously because we had no downforce because of our setup debacle in that car, which was also uh, your fault. Yes, that was my fault. Thank you for reminding me of that. We've covered that, and uh, well, I think we can move hey, on. It, from that. Hey, I'm good. Jimmy was in on that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy made the adjustment, um, but I was ultimately the one that started, so I was responsible for that. <laughs> and we did finish that race oh we sure we finished we, just, oh, we just don't know what our full potential would have been do we i think it would have been pretty i was feeling we we're i think it would have been a lot better than 24 obviously <laughs> yeah we wouldn't have spent as much time in in the uh base i mean we had to almost crawl through the uh what the hell good year what, what am i <laughs> the dun no not the dun i i can't even remember what the four chicanes that's what i'm saying yeah. right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. The, uh, chicanes there before the pit entrance, we had to basically crawl through there at Lamar because we had zero downforce in high speed corners. And I mean, can you imagine the time that we lost over the course of 24 hours? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it was brutal. So I'm excited for this year's 24. I'm excited for my first ever race at Nürburgring, uh, which may possibly be if there are no other opportunities, uh, I may, may make my Nürburgring debut at the 24 as far as in competitive racing. Uh, I finally bought that on Christmas Day. Finally. <laughs> After hearing about it and hearing about it and hearing about it. That's overrated. Um, it's it's a beauty, though. It is. It's intimidating to me. I feel like it's the last thing that if I can start and finish a 24-hour race at, at, at the Nordschleife. That, uh, I want to see you run a night there. I, me too. That actually, is, I mean, I want to go. I'll I it. it. I want to go. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, and I, I can't wait to get behind the wheel of the uh, new BMW GT3. There, I haven't actually yeah, tried yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Oh I'm yeah, pumped up. I wish. In fact, I was disappointed when I saw it was in late April. I thought it was sooner. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward. To sign it. me up. Sign me up next weekend. I'll do it again. All right. I'm yeah, you down. Let's do it. Let's do twenty. Let's do twenty four at Daytona and twenty four at Nurburgring the next weekend. I'll just do a 24-hour practice by myself and just drive it. Now, if you could do a thousand laps of practice there, I'll be impressed. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be most of your life for the next yeah. half a year. I uh, uh, I bought it, and I just kind of was messing around with it. I, I drove the Delara IR01. you got to be kidding me. That's, ex- that's, that, that's exciting. That sounds yeah, that's like exciting. it would hurt your hands, given the a proper strength wheel. 
I, uh, well, I don't have, since I don't have that, exactly. I was fine. Um, it was very exciting to drive it on that kind of final long country stretch before you get back into that. Oh, yes. That's the best. Part. one of the better parts. Uh, yeah. It's kind of wide open. Yeah. Beautiful view. That reminds me, the only track, uh, the only major long significant track that I haven't purchased yet is Mount Panorama. Oh, that's a fun well, one too. Yeah. And uh, we have bathrooms. I don't have that one either. Yeah. And I also haven't used the, uh, the uh, V8 supercar. Never, never well, tried it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I believe I have it actually on our website. I was pulling up the schedule. Uh, the 12 hours of Bathurst, that's what the GT3 car is, if I'm not mistaken. Is it really? Yes. If it is, I'm all in on that. I'm all in too. Need a 12 need hours of track, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I want to get more track time after. And it's coming up in, uh, new, new, new coming up in February. It's, it's our next. Uh, it nice. I, yeah, I need to start working. Let on me it. confirm. Oh, that, yeah, I'll you? host a session for us Sunday morning. Yeah. After the uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let me go to madsimracing.com forward slash endurance, and uh, February twenty sixth through twenty eighth, Bathurst twelve hours. Have to look into that because. Uh, well, I'm not looking into it. I'm just completely into it. Yeah. I'll I'll give it that a try. A it won't obviously be a full powered effort, but like this was. But I'll throw my. I'll throw myself. Yeah, in. I'll do it too for sure. Okay, yeah. so. Team in, team ITA back in action. <laughs> Here we go. We'll have to get into the Apex uh, BMW GT3 car. There oh, you go. yeah. Um, March 26th through 28th, 12, 12 hours of Sebring. April 23rd through 25, 24 hours of Nürburgring. We're, uh, fellas, we're set for the next uh, couple months, a few months. Go. Don't don't make any plans. No, don't, don't make, don't make dinner plans. Take vacation. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's an iRacing. That's as far as they've announced for their endurance schedule. But uh, how about let's get through uh, this weekend's race. <laughs> <laughs> let's get through the one that we've prepped for for two or three months yeah. that we're all trying to pretend like we're not deathly nervous about. Oh, we got the champagne ready. I think nobody's nobody's nervous. We are confident as can be. We've already purchased the champagne. Yeah, it's, it's out of my kitchen uh, counter right now. Ready? Yeah. And got the I believe if we win, I'm spraying it all over this room. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. You have to buy new Yeah, you'll soak it. We should make. I should make a pledge that if uh, if if our split or our team wins, if any of the Apex team wins, I'll buy a new computer. You're gonna do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll, really? Yeah. yeah, I'll do it if I'll, I'll do it eventually. If 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 the sun comes up, you're gonna buy a new com- a new PC. Just have to wait for the right time. The components right now are a little bit ridiculous. And I know what you're waiting for. I know what you're waiting for. I know what I'm waiting for. You're waiting for Uncle Joe to give us uh, fourteen hundred stimulus dollars. Well, that's going to go in the bank uh, for the right time. I, I I think I'll need a little more than fourteen hundred to to purchase what I want to purchase. But yeah, that's true. That's gonna that's, that's gonna go into the fund for sure. Rob, I think not to we'll we'll go a little off topic on the tech talk. Rob, you just uh, uh, got got a little bold with equipment, didn't you? You just did some yeah, upgrades. Yeah, I'm pretty much upgrading everything in my computer. Just it's been running so poorly lately, and even with like my like I ordered a new graphics card, but even with my current one in it, but everything else new, all the issues that I was having leading up until this are gone now. Like when I was testing it today, so the main reason was just to have something that wasn't going to crap out on me during the 24. Yeah, and you got your formula wheel. I guess you're going to use your formula wheel in the race. Yeah, I've been trying to get used to it. It is definitely a lot different just having such a smaller diameter, but it's nice for the LMP. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I just like the look of it and all the buttons and knobs. Oh, some of them are just painted on, though. Some of them are actually really. Oh, really? Really? (laughs) 
Yeah, there is a like a lot of buttons still, but there's some in the center that look like they're real and they're not. <laughs> That's a buzzkill, right? <laughs> you got a toy wheel. <laughs> what are they doing? What's, what's for are you? Doing? Are you looking for a G29? Because I'm selling one. <laughs> maybe, maybe me too. That'll be the big. That'll be a big day when I when I decide to actually make that switch. You got me to buy Nurburgring. I think we're we're good for a while. <laughs> I'll be the last one to get all this stuff. Caving in yeah. peer pressure. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. I'm the one that I, I, honestly we for Madsim Racing we have me to thank for for this because had I not have peer pressured him relentlessly into oh, buying a PC, there we go. I racing. I can tell you, I'm going to air this out right now. I can cannot tell you how many times I got I had gotten back into it hardcore in Christmas of last hardcore. year. Hardcore. Absolutely. Hardcore. Um, I'd gotten back heavy into it. So I was trying to persuade him to, to get a PC and get everything he needed. And so many times either no response or no, no, nah, I'm not going to do it that much. I, I didn't really. And then look at this, look where we are now. <laughs> We're the mad sim racing conglomerate. Uh, the mad sim empire. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you can't say you don't bow to peer pressure, but in, in, in this case, it worked out for all of us. It was almost pro- prophet. What you know? What, what am I trying to Profound? say? Prophetic. Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pathetic. This was in Feb- <laughs> We're coming up on a year of it. This was in February. Who would have thought that? Uh, I mean, we should have thought it if we really paid attention. But uh, that everything would be shut down and and in a pandemic for the year. And oh yeah, that contributed to a great decision. Yeah. Because uh, typically throughout the year, I'd be, I mean, the gyms were closed. I didn't do that. I'd be going to baseball games, doing all kinds of stuff like that. And I uh, didn't do any of that this year. And, and I, I really was, stayed plenty entertained. And I mean, here we are. Look at, look at us now. I mean, I, I agree with you. You, you pushed me, uh, but I ultimately uh, pulled the trigger. Yeah. Sim racing was the ultimate did. crutch of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no regrets. I'm glad I got back into it. I mean, uh, we've talked about that early episodes, the first one, uh, that it's been, God, it almost been since 2010, 2011, since I'd done regular sim racing. And, and it, But it comes right back to you. I mean, it uh, this, the abilities, I mean, I've gotten better than I ever was. I've uh, been way more competitive than I ever was. And I feel like uh, maybe because it's the passage of time and, and aging a little bit that maybe I could learn skills better than I used to. I mean, uh, Bradley and I were in high school, high school age when we first started all of this, uh, doing oval racing. So, but anyway, that's not, no, no more history lessons of mad sim racing. We'll, we'll get into that another time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got, go ahead, Bradley. Go it's, ahead. it's kind of a, a look where look where it started and here we are with such a huge 24 hour effort. I'll see you look at me bringing it back to the Daytona 24. Bring it, back. Bring it on yeah. back. <laughs> um, but I mean, look the, the amount of guys we have, we were talking about that before we started recording uh, from where we started. And I just put a post on the discord actually um, from Lamar. You see where we started with what four or five of us um, to, to what we have now, which is what I think we were saying like 20, 30 people. Something close to that. I mean, we At have least that, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a massive effort here um, in way less than a year since we've been entering endurance events. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, 
I'm interested to see what we're going to do the rest of 2021. I know we made our resolutions uh, in our New Year's podcast, but um, I mean, as far as the team goes, it's sky's the limit with these endurance events and the new, the BMW sim events, obviously we're not, uh, in the top split. Um, well, we were that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, we're technically a top split team, Bradley. Yeah. I take, I take back what I said then. It's probably, you should, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> we, we were on track with Roman Grosjean, Sebastian Job, Tony Kanaan. Kind of glad I wasn't there. That's where I, we belong. I, I, I for sure would have wrecked somebody on live on Race Spot TV. <laughs> and it would have been it would have been more than uh, oh no, Mad Sim Racing. No, oh what what are you doing, Mad Sim Racing? No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, they have their website and their team name. Yeah, <laughs> who do they think they are? We're, we're that guy of sim racing that day. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, one of us, yeah. one of us should have said, uh, "Everyone, be safe in turn one. Let's not try to win it in turn one." To the to the professionals. Oh boy! But uh, but no, yeah. Overall, I think uh, I think tomorrow is going to be good with up with what we have. I mean, Bruce, you've said it. We have we have chances to win overall. I think so. I mean, I'm looking at it. We're talking about how many guys we have driving, counting if you if you count our uh, partnership with the uh, OMR, we we got. 38 drivers i mean yeah and uh 10 teams so yeah i think uh looking down the rundown here and and seeing the efforts everyone's put in during the past few weeks and months really um getting to know these guys we we got some guys with a lot of determination and a lot of good drivers you know i i think yeah we got a strong shot of actually winning some splits podiums for sure you know it'd be nice if it was all of us but it's not going to be we kind of know that Mm -hmm. you know so unfortunately some of us are going to have the lows we know that but we do look at it as one big team really so you know anybody that succeeds is going to be success for all of us and i i do i really i really think we got some legitimate shots out there i agree with that i mean everybody's, I mean, it seems like a lot of people, more people than most 24 hour races come out to this one in iRacing. Um, it just seems to have more buzz about it. I know with our, our team, which we can speak for, but I mean, everyone listening, that's not a part of our team, uh, your own teams, if you're doing it, uh, or if you're just out there running road races, you notice the buzz, uh, and it's, it's there. I mean, there is an excitement about this. I mean, we've, uh, internally with our team, we've talked about how it's going to be tough to fall asleep tonight because we're all waking up to, uh, to the effort that we've been preparing for, for two plus months, uh, and talking about for much longer than that. And it's, I mean, you're going to have big names in the top split. Um, we'll, we doubt that we're all in that, uh, or that any of us are even in that, but, uh, wherever you end up settling in split wise, I mean, we're, we're out there with, with all of iRacing competing. And, and all these people that have put in hours and months of preparation. And it's really a proving ground uh, for all the teams uh, that are dedicated. And then you have the people that are having fun, that are uh, kind of grouping together. I was in uh, two days ago in the EMSA open race uh, when I was, before I retired and wrecked out. Uh, the guy that was leading uh, was talking to a couple other guys. They were It was really chatty. 
open session, which was rare. Usually it's not that chatty other than people cussing each other out, uh, but people just chatting, which is a little irritating to a degree. Uh, but right before me, as I was driving, I watched a team form for the 24 this weekend, uh, just a uh, privateer team of this one guy talking to another guy. Oh, hey, good racing with you so far. Uh, you want to team up for the 24 this weekend? Yeah, sure. And then they got a third guy. Hey, you want to join us? Yeah. And and all of a sudden, there's one of the teams that we're going to be possibly running against this weekend. And uh, it's interesting to watch how that happens. Yeah, that's pretty organic. Yeah, it, it was. And uh, I, I mean, it was in my I rating wheelhouse. So the odds are that that we see a team like that, if not that exact team this weekend. Maybe we'll get in uh, or one of our teams will get in split with uh, Jimmers. He's right at the same time. Rob so. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, the, odds are, the, the odds are there. You know, if you don't forget, we, we do have a team racing tonight. Yes, that's true. Uh, as we record this on Friday night, uh, the first session of tw- the 24 is underway as we are recording this. And uh, that's hard to think. I mean, I've had people, I've thought about that. I mean, kind of biting a bullet and doing that overnight, like right away. And then you have a little more weekend time. But I mean, I'm all in on it anyway this weekend. I'm not going to sleep. I'm just accepting that, that I'm not going to sleep. I'm accepting that on Sunday, I'm going to be a zombie. And I'm just going to go from there. You know, we talk about all the hard work everyone's putting in, the effort. The other side of that um, in, in real life, right, is all the effort and work guys are putting This isn't real life? Well, you know what I'm saying. What? Real what? Life. No, listen. listen. I'm not a real race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> just hear me out. Go ahead. And, um, you got guys like one of my teammates. Couldn't really get a hold of him this week. Turns out he's working 14, 15-hour shifts to make sure he's good to go this weekend. You know, it, it's, that's, you know, not directly on track uh, effort, but, you know, off track, like, you know, that's the kind of dedication people have with uh, this race. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. We have, uh, yeah, I know we have some people taking off work to arrange, uh, I guess for their sleeping schedules to get back to order. I mean, it's, that's the thing we all have in common here as a group. It's what keeps us together at uh, MSR is everyone's all in on this hobby. Yeah, that's what Pat, uh, you're talking yeah. about. Pat uh-huh. was saying in last week's episode, uh, as a guest host, he said he, t- he took vacation days, I think these past two days, and he's t- he took Monday as well. Not a, not a bad idea because like oh, yeah. I said last week, uh, I mean, you're, it's a virtual race uh, and it's, it's a serious competition and a lot of people put a lot of time and money into it. Uh, but it's it affects you. I mean, you're going to be staying up. You're going to be uh, do, putting a lot of time into it, and it will affect you uh, in the days that follow. And like I said last week, it took me two days after Lama when I particularly when I stayed up all night uh, before I felt normal. Even even Monday morning and Monday during the day wow. uh, after that wait, race on Saturday into Sunday, I was groggy. I expect that again because you and I are staying up overnight. Right. Yeah, I'm going to try to do my best to nap even between uh, the stints. I think you have me in at like 1 a.m. Eastern time and then back (laughs) in again at 4 4 a.m. Yeah, and we were talking, uh, Rob, Bradley, and I are into the Apex Podcast Endurance, representing this show as a team. Uh, Rob, you mentioned even that you might stay up overnight. Yeah, I think I should be able to do most. Like I actually have the schedule up in front of me now. 
Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's per- planned out perfectly right now. I can probably get one quick nap in before the real meaty night hours come. And then when I come back to do my stint around midnight, my time, then I'll, uh, after that, I'll probably just ride it out with you. It's still daytime. Well, I, I'm glad to hear it because you'll be keeping me and Bradley company and it'll be very pleasant to yeah, uh, have and, you. Uh, yeah, and like I said, if something happens, like I said, and we don't want to have to do, like I said, if I have to jump in just to give someone a quick break or something, you know, it's nice to have just that extra. Extra. Well, Tyler, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. I mean, you got all this media stuff you want to do this weekend too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be off the chain. Yeah. It's going to be off the chain. Um, yeah, overnight. I mean, that's going to be nice to have three people because I, I've said it before on the show. One of the last two episodes, I know I said uh, for Lamont it was uh, I stayed up all night, uh, basically, and it was almost 4.35 a.m. Eastern time. And I was driving fit towards the end of my stint and I was done. I mean, I was really uh, I wasn't sharp. I mean, I needed to yeah, sleep. That's, that's my worry is I'm going to get to the 4 a.m. stints that I have. And if I don't try to take a nap either prior right. to, I'll probably try to get some sleep, say, between like the 8 o'clock p.m. hour and midnight yeah. before I jump in. That'll be the prime time I'll, I'll be able to sleep. I'll just have to t- yeah. tone down the raise energy about midday. Yeah. And have another one at, at one. Yeah, hand. absolutely. That's, yeah, I'm, that's, gonna have I'm going to buy a, a few different flavors. I'll take yeah. I'll take one uh, for the morning and one for at night. Just keep yeah. going. You got you got to go. I guess the way to say it is, you got to go all in. You can't be like right. It's not a normal weekend. It's not a normal night. I mean, you're, you you got to take it for what it is. I ha- I need to stay up. Uh, this is a long effort. We're in the home stretch. It's weird for this. Uh, the normal, the most popular uh, timing because you start in the morning, Saturday morning. Uh, but really, the home stretch of the race when it kind of gets towards go time. Uh, for anybody in North America, especially the East Coast, like most of us, uh, that go time is is your overnight hours when you're used to being asleep. Yeah, those are critical time. Yeah, the most one of the more critical periods of the race are kicking in when you're probably not your sharpest. I mean, even even with, with us drinking energy drinks, coffee, whatever, taking a nap, we're going to be not as sharp over those overnight hours because we're just we're not staying up overnight for a week straight. So our bodies just don't used to it. So that's a, that's a strategic challenge in its own. Yeah. Well, the the plus side is we, everybody should be in the same boat unless they have international drivers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that's prime time for them. So. Right. It'll be fresh. Yeah. That's a, that's a strategy call uh, that other teams have probably made that I think we're, I know we're building that effort, but I don't, I think we're, we're short on international drivers for each team. So, yeah, one of we our power our uh, Lamborghini is in good shape. We have a, a driver, good. a really good driver from the Netherlands, Axel. Um, but uh, our team, the end of the Apex team, and, and the three of us that are here, particularly that have raced together, uh, we're used to having our Australian partner. Well, he's he's doing his own effort this year, so we don't have him. So that's going to be unique for us. Because he he picked up a lot of the slack in at Spa and Lamont. Right? Yeah, this is going to be one of the more kind of true uh, efforts for us in that sense. Like I said, we've kind of had some really good crutches the last few times. Oh yeah, we have. If I recall, right. yeah, we had yeah. we usually had only two guys up at night. I know I stayed up with him right. for Spa. I stayed up with Jimmy, 
And, yeah, and I did for Lamar, as we've yeah. said, yeah. And I mean, there was a time when I, I left him by himself. I, I couldn't make it any more longer. It was like 2, okay. 2.33. You were like, so he left the guy so hanging? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. That's that's how Bradley <laughs> tells. Well, I wasn't, huh? I wasn't yeah. due to take over. Mike uh, Martino was going to take over. So he was going to come in probably within 30 minutes of me leaving. And I was like, I, I told Jimmy, I cannot keep my eyes open. I'm falling asleep here at the chair. Was he, he was like, that's fine. Go ahead. And, uh, and he, I mean, it went fine, but, uh, it did, but my, you, you see what you just said. I just said that happened to me when I stood up overnight at Lamar, that happened to you when you stood up at spot. Right. So what's going to happen this weekend? Well, we have probably the same thing. Is it going to happen all but, three? But we're driving. So I can't just say I'm going to bed guys. Sorry for your luck. And, yeah. and, and then our other teammates wake up. They wake up Sunday morning and they're like, on the road. "Why is the car not racing?" <laughs> yeah. So so wait. So let's 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 discuss that. So we got to unpack. What are your guys' plans? What do you guys think you're going to do? Do you actually go to bed that night? Like you know, or do you? What, what do you do for rest? You go in another room, hang out with your sim rig. What? <laughs> so Lama, what I did, uh, I left everything running. So I could, so I go to lay in bed. I hear the fans of the PC. I have, I, I don't know why I didn't turn the headphones down, but I turned them. I had them turned up, so I could hear people talking, uh, teammates who are driving talking to each other. Which that didn't help me go to sleep because I'm like, what are they saying? Uh, are they are they talking about the car being wrecked? And then the second mistake I made was we had live stream going 24 hours, and uh, I pulled that up on my iPad. And let it play, laying on the bed as I tried to fall asleep. Also, not exactly because uh, I'm I'm glued to it. Like like, do I hear the sound of a car hitting a wall? Do I hear like, oh man, like I'm on the edge of my seat. The adrenaline still runs. There's no cutting it off. And so I don't really sleep. I probably fall asleep like for an hour. That's that's wild that's though. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's wild though. It's a 24 hour race. I mean, every lap is pretty much the same. And yet you're just glued to it. I because I had the same experience and the same feeling. Even though every lap is pretty much routine for the most part, um, I mean you just I can't stop looking at it. I sit, I literally for 24 hours I sit on my computer and watch. There's a lot of data to digest. True, yeah. there is watching and analyzing. I mean you're you're a team team manager. You're you're running a, a racing. Team. I mean that's what they do in real life, and it's it's a true true to life simulation in that aspect. You're like Chip Ganassi sitting up on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like whenever I finish my stint, my first one, I'll have, I don't know, maybe a few hours in between, maybe like four hours. So not even quite. So I'll take a quick nap then and then get up and like take a shower just like it was the morning and that'll be a new day certain. Well, I'm excited to see uh, Bradley and I have done it. We're doing it again. But I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be interesting to see Rob's experience. I can't wait to hear next week's episode as we recap what Rob's experience was with trying yeah, to stay up overnight. We haven't an episode being like we haven't heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know where Rob is. He didn't show up for his stints. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the thing. If 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 I uh, say I'm scheduled to to race, yeah, I'm coming in at like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm gonna try to get some sleep in the nighttime hours before. But say, say for example, here we're now we're playing hypotheticals. Say I set my this happened to me this morning actually. Say my alarm doesn't go off and I'm deep asleep and I don't show up. Do I just quit the team and never show my face again? 
You might be forced to. Bruce Bruce talked about that a couple episodes. <laughs> That's like ago. two or three days. Yeah, so here's here's disappear uh, for a little bit. Let's paint this picture. Um, it's uh, three a.m. Rob's time, and he is doing his overnight stint. All of a sudden, Rob goes radio silent. The LMP2 gets drives straight into a tire wall, gets stuck, and we're all screaming, "Rob, Rob, tow!" But Rob never tows, and the car stays stuck in the tire wall for three hours as Rob snoozes in his Simrig. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible, right? You can't well, force tow with the um, with the VR that like light in your eyes from like two inches away. I'm not sure you could sleep. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it leaves it you does. wide awake. And I think so uncomfortable. It's actually the benefit of it. At least my, mine is uncomfortable. The CV1 is. Well, you, is you talk how you know it is difficult to grab some shut eye because it's you're doing it at a weird hour probably. Um, for me, being a race fan, I you know there's nothing better than the sound of the cars on the track. So when I lay down, I just put the the. Of course, I'm sleeping in the room where my sim rig is, right? And everything's on. I mean, it's 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 going full bore, right? Fans are on, the TVs are on, the monitors are on, and I just put my headphones on with the listening of the uh, uh, the race going on in like scenic mode or something, and you just hear the cars going around the track, and that just puts me right out for <laughs> a little while. Just like such a nice. So that's like your that's like your white. That noise is my white noise. Yeah, Very, yeah. That's that's a race in mode. Never yeah. heard. It's perfect. Yeah, so it's a <laughs> that's why interesting uh, response to it. Yeah, that's why an hour's just perfect for me because I'll get some good sleep just listening to cars. If you were to turn that off or something would happen, then uh, yeah, I'd be right up. Like, oh my god, what happened? What happened? Did we yeah, wreck? Yeah. What happened? Why is why is okay. the car not right racing? Are we in the pits? Yeah, that's that's a unique that's a unique anxiety too that I learned after Le Mans Spa, which is when I retired for the night and went to sleep. I'd get up at like seven in the morning and I'd come back to it and turn it on and boot up iRacing. And I would be like, Oh, are we still going? Are we still going? What happened? Yeah. It's like a fear of missing out. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. FOMO. That's yeah, what like, it is. Well, you want to know what happened. Like if we if we're damaged, if we've lost positions. Well, what happened? Yeah. 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 Or like, uh, you're in shock that we're still running. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that car's still on the track. Oh my God. We, look at it. We, you come in and it's like, yeah, we were in the pits for two hours. Like, yeah, but we're, we're in like 10th place. Like, yeah, everyone else was in pits too. Yeah. You, well, it's a drama. Yeah. It's a, you don't want to miss the storyline. I want to know everything that happened. Exactly. You're invested in it personally. That's, that's You're personal investment. Yeah. That's why, Tyler, I was asking you before, we need a, we need a MSR version of Twitter where each team like our well, well, text line updates to all of us so we can kind of put them together and get an idea. You, you mean like, like the MSR Twitter? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Something like that. We need we need a thing. thing. We need a thing that literally is Twitter. Yeah, we need. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We we need a sit rep. So we need a sit rep. What is uh-huh. it? Situation. It's a situational report. Okay. Referred to as a sit rep in the military. So we need. All right. All right. Then. There you go. I play. I play too much uh, Arma three. You still play Arma? Uh, not not so much, but I remember I remember some of it. <laughs> I deleted it for space. I, I actually did too, so I could download Flight Simulator. Yeah. Flight Simulator. Don't even. Let's not even start on that. Um, so as we hit hitting in the home stretch, we're going to have a recap of Daytona because there's going to be plenty to talk about. We're going to have a show uh, trackside in race as we go to let to do some reporting. Uh, but we want to 
kind of get towards the end of our episode tonight. Uh, we were all pleasantly surprised uh, this afternoon, today, day before the 24. Uh, one of our resident team drivers of the Roscoe BMW, uh, Doug Buchanan out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We love our Canadian driver. Hey. Um, wrote, did, I mean, put a work of art together for, for our team. And, and there are going to be some in-team references. I mean, there are names of team drivers weaved into this, uh, inside team jokes weaved into this, but it's, it's just too beautiful not to, not to recite this. Uh, we have a poet at Mad Sim Racing. Uh, this is a holiday kind of song poem, uh, redesigned for the Daytona 24. And I read this this afternoon, uh, on my lunch. And and I almost had tears from just cry from from laugh trying to hold in laughter at this. Uh, it just it just got to me. It was so fun. Um, but this is called, this is a, a poem called uh, the "Twas the Night Before Daytona." <laughs> as we all get get ready for this race, uh, so I'm going to go through this or try to get through this as much as possible. Um, but this is just a work of art. Uh, so let's let's go. "'Twas the night before Daytona, and at MSR, not a driver was stirring, not even a Gregoire. So, Rob, first thing, he got your name Here right. You. Yeah, that was awesome. It's it's Gregoire, not Gregory <laughs> or Gregire. Uh, it, it rhymes with MSR. So that was a high point from the beginning. Uh, "'Twas the night before Daytona, and at MSR, not a driver was stirring, not even Gregoire. The racing gloves were hung on the sim rigs with care." <laughs> in hopes that the green flag soon would be there. The racers were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of podiums danced in their heads. Uh, and Bradley, with his headset and Tyler with his mug, had recorded their podcast, They'd Been Bitten by the Bug. So, already off to a good start. Uh, when out on the track there arose such a clatter, Bruce sprang from his bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, he flew like a flash, tore open the curtains, and threw up the sash. Uh, the, mood on the, the moon on the smoothness of the newly paved track gave the luster of the midday to the cars in the pack. When what to do his wondering eyes should appear, Patrick Stein doing donuts while drinking a beer. <laughs> Beside him was Jerry, dressed up like Rambo. He knew in a moment this was one winning Lambo. More rapid than Porsches, his drivers, they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. <laughs> now Roger, now Alex, now Charlie and Bidgeker. On Andy, on Deekman, on Connor and Tucker. <laughs> top of the top the top of the timing to the front of the track. Now drive away, drive away, drive away pack. I mean, this is great. It, go, it continues. They'd had an idea to bring in some new blood. Applications came in, not a trickle, but a flood. <laughs> Nordstrom, Ackerman, go with bad weather. Mike, Dan, Pat, and Tim seemed perfect together. Vince and Tom joined up with friends OMR, a group sure to take that hurricane far. Left was Marcus, Brad, and Andrew. Bruce knew what to do. So MSR sponsored their LMP2. As the grandstands were full and the green flag flew, when met with debris, the drivers came through. So up to the top of the charts, they all went with a car full of fuel until the tires were spent. And then in a twinkling, Bruce knew who could save us. He said, you're up next, David Contreras. <laughs> as, he drew it, as he drew it his head, there was one brilliant pass. It was Joshua Cotton. His victim drove like an ass. 
Felipe, dressed in blue and yellow and white, the MSR colors, always up to the fight, a bundle of rays he had flung in his back <laughs> as Miles took over, time to come through the pack. His eyes, how they widened, it's Chase, Wilson, and Cable, the horsepower of Apollo unleashed from the stable. Bruce's mouth widened and turned up in a bow as the big M8 rumbled, Buchanan entered the show. Bruce was so certain, certain he had a sure bet he put Jason Bivens in the great hire vet. Now the checkers had flown, the race drawn to a close. Madsome racing came through the highs and the lows. Bruce proclaimed on their discord with a smile on his face. Happy da- Daytona to all and to all a good race. <laughs> and that's it. Bravo. Bravo. Beautiful. That was great. I have to. I mean, that was, that Did was you not notice that we treat. just had the conversation about Bruce sleeping? And jumping up out of bed to when something went wrong, and Bruce right, jumped up true. to see what's the matter. It's because his, his headphones, uh, the the car sound ended. Yeah, it, it had to be something like that. You know, it have to be. I mean, for the, those listening that are not team members, um, I mean, he basically na- all the names you heard are basically most of our team drivers mentioned in rhyming form in a beautiful poem. Based on the uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas," yeah, and all the references hit perfectly for the for the team. The stuff we have, I mean, all of our yeah. our greatest hits. So that was uh, incredible. I was shocked to see that. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as it was, I was like, this this took some work and time, and this is a work of art. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, it was now, awesome. Yeah, now the pressure's on Doug to uh, do this before every twenty four hour race. Oh boy. <laughs> now we're expecting that. That's part of the hype now. What rhymes a Nurbur ring? <laughs> we got team team member. To- we we need to get a guy named King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know one. Let's get him. Yeah, he's not doing racing anymore. Uh, yeah. Screw him. Oh. <laughs> Good times though. See again the amount of you know effort and camaraderie and just. You know, the whole team thing here and someone took the time to do something like that that's that's really cool yeah th- i mean you, it takes the whole crew and it takes i mean sure you want to race the race and the, and like i said people are grabbing partners here the week of i mean it's like going christmas shopping the week the day before christmas yeah right uh you you're getting it done i guess but are you really experiencing it and, and enjoying it the way it should be and are you really are you really ready Maybe not, and maybe you don't care as much. And if you wreck out or you you get into a situation, uh, you don't care as much, and you're not as invested into it. So you're not going to be as careful. Uh, but then, what if those people take out people that have put in months of preparation? You hope it doesn't Pretty happen. Much what you, you get them. Yeah. I mean, that's it is. Yeah, the defensive driving is is the only way to run an endurance race when you have the choice between overtaking or throwing it in on somebody in the bus stop and just following the slower car until they get through, you take that choice of waiting. And that's, yeah. that's what makes a winning team. I think in endurance is just patience. I think that's what Bruce has up on his, uh, yeah, on yeah. a sticky note. That's patience. my sticky note this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's I, a little think, tradition I, that, I have, I yeah, don't like to so, bring traditions. <laughs> yeah. And you said that's unique. I mean, you've, this is obviously not your first rodeo, Bruce, but you said in particular because of the LMP two being involved and, and some of that, uh, part of the classes 
that that's the key this year. I believe it is. I mean, just from what I've seen during the, you know, the official IMSA races this week, it's it's going to be to me all about patience and just surviving. You know, you're not going to win by sitting in the pits. You're not going to finish good by sitting in the pits, and you know, just you got to be patient. Like you were saying earlier, if you you come up on the GTE going into the bus stop, well, guess what? Be patient and follow through. It's going to suck at the moment, but in the long run, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. You know, don't want to be running around four o'clock in the morning, your your time, saying, "Oh, if I only was patient back there an hour or two, look where we would have been." You know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling. Yeah, you you wouldn't be in the pits because you wrecked. You wouldn't be doing pass through after pass through because you exceeded your X limits. I mean, all of that is part of the strategy, just as just as much as being super fast and uh, going balls to the walls an hour two of a 24 hour race. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm just, I'm, I am a little nervous. That that's what we're going to see a little bit. Yeah. You know, so time will tell. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to, we're going to know, do you think, do you think we'll know each of our respective splits and whoever's out there listening, whatever split they're in, do you think we're going to have a sense of that turn one lap one? Do you think it's going to come out that early or is it going to take some time to see what, what your competitors are like? Their racecraft. I don't. Th- yeah, you're gonna see right off the bat, lap one, turn one. You're gonna see some stuff more than likely, or even lap two or three. I mean, last year, we, right. last year we uh, almost got taken out in turn one, like I think on the second lap. That's some crazy stuff, and um, you know, it won't be until you have some driver changes and kind of get to know who you're running with and and all and get a feel for everybody that you'll start seeing well okay here's the guys i can race around here here's the guys with some good craft you know i don't mind racing around and here's the guys to stay away from um yeah you know it takes a little while to figure that out unless you happen to know the teams through past races you know if you come across a mm-hmm. team you say yeah yeah love to race with them or oh look out stay away from them yeah. <laughs> you know oh yeah we we all have make that. those enemies on track. Yeah. 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 So um, it takes a while sometimes to figure all that out. So that's why you got to survive the first part. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some clinched buttholes on the first lap. <laughs> I'm going to be watching very yeah. nervously at the start, at the, the opening green flag. That's going to be a tense, tense moment. Yeah. That's why it's as, as, as close as it's going to get the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people's mindset is. This is the closest I'm going to be, you know, at this point in time, I could jump a lot of cars and get up a lot of positions. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, why? You know, yeah. it's not how and you do this. Yeah. That's well, that's the amateur drivers. And then you put, that's why our strategies put the best driver in to start because they know how to handle the traffic and the craziness. And they know with the wisdom, yeah. how to, how to operate that scenario. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's almost hard to imagine the the amount of time. Uh, twenty four hours is so long. Uh, it'll be, I mean, there's not been a twenty four hour race, at least an official special event, since July, and it's certainly been that long since since any of us, I think, have been in a twenty four hour race at least. And uh, in the meantime, we run these six hour endurance races for your your endurance or ILMS uh, when it was named that. And uh, you get to the point where those six hours feels like forever. And that's just a fraction of what we're about to do. It's a quarter of this race. Yeah. So much is going to happen that jumping in front of somebody is not going to matter if you don't have the pace uh, and you don't stay clean. It's just not going to matter. So much is going to change so quickly. Yeah, no doubt. 
So yeah, once again, I'm back to patience. <laughs> yeah. Keep your everybody keep your sticky note on your virtual dash. So here we here we are. This is it. I mean, this is gonna be the end of it. The race, all this preparation. It's time to go. It's time to be ready to roll. Uh, next time you hear from us, we'll be trackside giving some reports and updates on the different splits that we're in and uh, keeping track of everything at madsimracing.com. And uh, that'll be the end of a lot of hard work and a lot of time for a lot of people on iRacing. And it's, it's a big deal and a big event. Uh, so we appreciate everybody that's been with us for these three special episodes. And we'll have a wrap-up episode with this same crew uh, next week for the uh, kind of the wrap party, so to speak, for the Daytona 24. And then it's time to look onward. So we thank everybody for joining us for this week's Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com. 